Thanks, Joe. Well, we are finishing our, our milestone series this morning on Father's Day. And I've enjoyed this series. I hope you have too, as we've looked at all those different milestones in our lives, in our lives individually as a body of Christ. And today we're celebrating that milestone of, of fatherhood, what it means to be a father. And I remember the births of, of both of my children were milestone moments in my life. Such an incredible moment of both helplessness and excitement. I know you dads could uh, relate to that. For me, it was an overwhelming sense of joy and fear. It was that moment that I suddenly became aware of the responsibility that I was taking on and, and the incredible love and pride of those little babies as they were born. Uh, and I think a switch turned on somewhere in my head in that moment uh, with my children being born. Things that I'd never felt before. This fierce sense of, of protection. Uh, I knew at that moment that I would do whatever it takes to protect those children. I was resolute in that calling that God had given me as a father. And I love that word resolute. It means admirably purposeful, determined, and unwavering. When Charlie and I, when we were talking about this Father's Day sermon several months ago, that word came to mind as we were thinking about what it means to be a father. It means to be resolute. It means to work hard. And, and, and in those moments after my children were born, as I held them, I've, I felt this unwavering sense of responsibility and love that at that moment I, I knew would never change. There was nothing that this child could do in which I wouldn't love them. There was no challenge too hard that I, I wouldn't take on to protect them. This milestone of becoming a father, again, made something click in my head that I had never experienced before. And I, and I think it helped me to understand in deeper ways the Heavenly Father's love for us, his children. And there are times as a father that I need to tap back in to that moment that I need to remember that milestone and my resolution of being a father that flowed from the heavenly father's heart. You see, because it's easy in that moment to be resolute as a father. It's harder the next week at 3 a.m. <laughs> when they're crying and you can't seem to fix it. It's harder when they're teenagers and you wanna take a tie and strangle them. It's harder when you've worked a full day and you're tired and you're worn out from the week and your child needs your attention. That's why as, as dads, we oftentimes need to go back to that moment, that milestone moment, and remind ourselves of the calling of fatherhood. Our scripture from this morning is from Isaiah and it's a prophetic text that uh, is talking really about the coming of Jesus, the Messiah, the suffering servant that the Messiah will be an obedient servant. And it speaks about how this servant Jesus listens and speaks truth, that there will be suffering for his words and works, but that no one will be able to accuse him of disobedience to the heavenly father. Even in this abuse and suffering that he will not stop obeying the Lord. He is courageous in the face of impossible situations and he will be vindicated in the end. In a word, this servant is resolute. And as men, we look to Jesus 
to learn how to live. He was resolute in all his life. And, and this passage speaks to me as a man, especially that last line. I love this line. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. I love that image. That's an inspiring word for me this morning. Uh, I believe men long to be faithful and courageous and resolute in how they live their life, that men have been instilled with a, a longing to stand firm and to stand for something despite persecution. We want to live resolute lives. We really do. And fatherhood is a journey of being resolute in the faith. And I think fatherhood is a, a dying art. And it is an art, meaning you have to learn it. Sometimes it doesn't come naturally. Too many fathers, though, have not set their face like flint in the face of battle, but have turned and ran when the going gets tough. Now, me, I have been blessed. I have a, a great dad, a great earthly father. He's a good man. He's by no means perfect, but he's kind-hearted. He's fair. He's a man of faith. He loves his family. He's smart. He loves to talk. He loves music. He loves to laugh and tell stories. Some of them are true. I am blessed. I am blessed with a great father. So on this Father's Day, I'm thankful for the father that I have been given. But not all of us were blessed with good fathers. But fatherhood is such an incredibly important role in our world. A role which is sometimes demeaned, sometimes forgotten, sometimes swept under the rug, oftentimes diminished. But it is vital. And good fathers are vital for this world, the world we live in. And good fathers must be resolute in their calling. And all of us, all of us need a father's instruction on how to live life. But what do we do if we haven't been blessed with a father to instruct and guide us? Where do we turn when our fathers do not exhibit faithful fatherhood? Where do we go? Now, most of you probably know part of the answer. Because we do have a heavenly father who has given us instructions on how to live. All of us have a heavenly father who has given us instructions on how to live life. Our Bible contains the story of God's interactions with his children, his passion for his children, his extreme love and the length that he will go to redeem and save his children like a good father would. Whether we have good earthly fathers or not, this is the heavenly father's instruction in living life and understanding relationships that we're called to have with one another. So we, the children of the heavenly father, should be intentional about receiving the instruction he has given us. We have to read these words of love from our father that urges us to receive wisdom in living. And I love these words from God in Proverbs. He says this, listen children to a father's instruction and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender and my mother's favorite, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. A great proverb, a great reminder for us, his children. And that's the first part. And really the most important part, we should be attentive to the Heavenly Father's instruction. But there's another part that is almost as important. 
We need good earthly fathers as well. We need men trained in the art of fatherhood, taking care of children. It's a dying art. And godly men, whether they have children or not, are vital to this world and to the kingdom of God. And I believe the church should be home base for fatherhood, where children, young and old, can come and witness the art of fatherhood in action. The church is the second vital part of God's plan for fatherhood. Men, whether you're a father or not, you should be training yourself in that art of taking care of one another. You may not know it, but children are looking to you for direction. They're looking to see how you behave. Are you mirroring the heavenly father? Are your actions, your words flowing from the heavenly father through you to the world? Or are you reinforcing the negative stereotypes of disengaged, absent fathers? I believe the lack of godly fatherhood and godly instruction is killing our culture, killing our children. Men, if you don't like where your country is going, then it's your responsibility to help stand in the gap for those children and adults who do not have engaged fathers who have not been given a father's instruction. Will you be resolute in this calling from God? I envision a church overflowing with men who know what it means to be a father, men who seek after wisdom, men who give their lives for others, men who know what it means to sacrifice for the kingdom of God, men who know how to love as God loves, men who put the heavenly father and the kingdom of God first in their life in which they overflow to bless their family and bless the world around them. Because I believe fathers have so much power for good or for evil. And for better or worse, the power stays with you even after death. So many people live in the shadow of a terrible father. So many men and women live in the shadow of a great father as well. It ripples beyond you to your family. And your attitudes toward authority, towards women, towards your relationship with God and the church is unbelievable. Your influence is unbelievable. Men, will you set your face like flint and do the hard work of fatherhood? We need men and fathers in the church who are engaged in the art of fatherhood. If it doesn't happen in the church, then it won't happen anywhere else. I remember a story I read about the power of how fathers affect us even when we are grown. A man was teaching in a prison about the, the importance of fatherhood and one of the inmates came up to him afterward and told him a story about his cellmate. Apparently his cellmate was a very large, very angry, frightening man with a full beard. And one morning, uh, he says he awoke to the sound of his cellmate sobbing and he opened his eyes and witnessed this cellmate, this very big man with a very full beard, trying to dry shave his beard with a disposable razor. He was dumbfounded and he asked his cellmate, he said, what was wrong? Because he was crying. And the cellmate turned to him and he saw that he'd, he'd cut his face pretty badly, attempting to shave and he was bleeding all over the place. And, and, he, and the guy said, what are you doing? And the man kind of shouted back at him, I'm shaving. And he and he asked, why are you shaving that way? He said, because I didn't have a dad who taught me how to shave. How sad is that? He had never had a father 
who had taught him. Here was a man who had never been shown the basic art of shaving that all men have to learn. And he covered it by growing a beard. How often do we cover things? And when he did attempt to learn this new skill, he was humiliated. Well, the man offered to show his cellmate head to shave, and he was so grateful that he nearly started crying again. I remember one day I was in uh, Kohl's. We were shopping. And of course, as all men, we just kind of sit and watch. And I remember a mom and helping her son buy a suit. And they were trying to buy a tie. And they were trying to, he had some event, I don't know what it was. But it was obvious he didn't have a dad. And they didn't know how to tie that tie. Now I know not all men know how to tie a tie, but it was just interesting to watch this dynamic going back and forth. And they just kind of gave up and then they turned and looked at me. And she said, do you know how to tie a tie? (laughs) I said, yeah. So it was a, a cool moment that I got to tie a tie for a young man, for a special event. It's a small thing, but it just reminded me so often. It's the little things that matter. We, we need men who are trained in the art of fatherhood. Proverbs reminds us this, train children in the right way and when old they will not stray. As a dad, I know being a dad's tough work, but we are called to train up our children. The word train means to instruct or discipline or dedicate. In fact, in its uh, Hebrew root, it means to narrow. I like that image too, to narrow. So to train a child is to give them a narrowing or instruction on what is right and what is wrong. The church would later use that same language when it talked about catechism, training. In catechism, they would train a child and a child would memorize the answers to these questions. Who is God? Who is Jesus? What is the church? What is the purpose of salvation? What does it mean? And in catechism, they would train those children to memorize we do a similar thing when we do confirmation. It's a training up. It's where we teach children what we believe and why. It is the responsibility of men and fathers to instruct and train and discipline children in the narrow way of walking with God. Men, if you're leaving that responsibility to train up your children to wives or women, then you are neglecting your job. You are neglecting your God-given responsibility. Our sons and daughters need to be trained up in how to live by men as well as women. But men, here's the problem we tend to have when we train up. For most men, if we're not careful, we can be overly critical and overly strict and controlling. But I love the example of how we need to train children. I got it from Kent Hughes, who wrote a great book, Disciplines of a Godly Man. It's an older book, but it's still a great book, Disciplines of a Godly Man by Kent Hughes. He says, raising children is like holding a wet bar of soap. If you have too firm a grasp, it'll just slip out. But if, if you don't, if you have too loose a grasp, it slides away from you. But if you have a gentle but firm hold, you can keep it in control. I like that image. Men, we are called to have a gentle but firm grip as we practice the art of fatherhood. And I ask that God would bless you in every endeavor that you undertake as fathers. 
and remember when you make a mistake. Children are forgiving, but we have to ask for forgiveness. And so I believe all men are called to instruct and train children. And so this morning as we remember this milestone of fatherhood, all of us have had a father in one way or another, good or bad, and it shapes us. But we must ultimately look to the Heavenly Father on how to be a good father. So I want to pray for us men, all of us. Let's bow. Heavenly Father, for our fathers who have given us life and love, Help us to show them respect and love. We pray to you, O oh God. And God, this morning, for, for fathers who have lost a child through death, that their faith may give them hope and their family and friends support and console them. Lord, I, I pray to you this morning and lift them up to you. And God, for for the men, though, who may not even have children of their own, but who, like a father, who have nurtured and cared for us, teachers and coaches and Sunday school leaders, pastors, uncles. Lord, we, we lift them up and we pray for them this morning. May they sense that calling. For fathers who have been unable to be a source of strength, who have not responded to their children and who have not sustained their families, Lord, I pray to you, O oh Lord. And God, our Father, in your wisdom and love, you have made all things. Bless these men that they may be strengthened as Christian fathers. Let the example of their faith and love shine forth. Grant that we their sons and daughters may honor them always with a spirit of profound respect. And Lord, we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Man, I pray that today is a milestone in your life. As a man, as a father, may you be resolute in your faith. May you set your face like flint. Amen. Amen.